listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Turn down the lights and plug in your headphones as you are immersed in a spine-chilling realm of alien encounters, ghostly apparitions, hair-raising beasts, unidentified flying objects, and more. Welcome to the Cult Class Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I'm an artist and paranormal enthusiast. I create art as cult.class on Instagram. I am joined by my husband, Nick. This podcast is your one-stop shop for scary stories, paranormal news, and movie reviews. Listen at your own risk. There may be consequences when meddling with forces beyond human understanding. You have been warned. at five what exactly fell from the sky our eight news now investigators learning more about what prompted a family to call 911 saying there were aliens in their backyard thank you for joining us here at five i'm denise valdez and i'm brian loftus that 911 call had everyone here in the valley talking about what this family says happened to them and now we're learning more about metro's response and that fireball in the sky Eight News Now investigator David Charns here with new video. David. Well, Brian Denise, this is new video of that same streak that prompted that now viral 911 call. The Eight News Now investigators confirming Metro set up cameras at this family's home due to their concerns for their safety. That is according to a spokesperson. Today, a scientist told me these two events likely unrelated. They got some really nice footage on that. New video shared with the 8 News Now investigators shows something streaking through the sky on April 30th. Oh, I'm so nervous right now. I have butterflies, bro. Oh. Everyone thought a shooting star. Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. The fireball sparked a call to 911 about aliens in a Northwest Valley backyard and this response from Metro Police. Oh, what did you see in that video? <laughs> When we do get a good fireball like that, oh, it excites the scientists so much. Andrew Kerr is the planetarium manager at the College of Southern Nevada. He says there's no doubt that streak in the sky seen from California to Utah was a rock. It was uh, almost assuredly uh, a meteor. Uh, we're probably talking based on how bright that was in the video. It could have still been about the size of a small car. Kerr says it's highly unlikely the meteor landed anywhere in the valley. I would say that the uh, the meteor was coincidental uh, uh, to the uh, to the rest of the uh, uh, everything that went on that evening. <laughs> but. 
He's not discounting the rest of the story, yet at least. You just kind of have to wonder, maybe? I am fully certain that there has to be life out there in the universe. Have we found it yet? No. Now, he also suspects that meteor likely landed up in the ocean traveling that far. Several sources telling the 8 News Now investigators police suspect something landed in that family's yard. They just don't know what it was. What's up, Nick? How hey, are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. I've, uh, I love that we, <laughs> I love that we say that as if we don't live together, like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, don't talk all the time. Yeah, no, I think it's appropriate though because, uh, you know, we come up to the studio, we we kind of plug everything in and sit down. It's like a good way to just start things out. Yeah, it is, and we don't talk about the podcast and the movies we watch and stuff during the week. It's really focused on right now. Yeah, exactly. Kind of save it for now. Definitely. So, uh, enjoying this weather. Oh we have the gosh. windows open. It's totally fall vibes. Loving this weather. Oh my gosh. It's like, a, it's like between 60 and 70 today. Slight breeze. Like you said, windows are open. I am loving this weather. Yeah. And depending on when you're listening to this, it's already September, which means it's spooky season. Spooky season is here. <laughs> which is my favorite season. And if you don't listen to my radio station, Sundown 96.6, Check it out if you really want to get into the spooky season spirit because we've put so much, my business partner and I have put so much effort into including all the horror classics, all the sci-fi classics, and it just like is creepy. It's the best. I have it playing in my office all the time, and then whenever I go out with the chickens or the goats or to take the dogs or whatever, I just hop on my phone, honestly, and then I go to the app because I have it downloaded, and it plays so seamlessly and easy through there. I pop in my headphones, and then I'm continuing spooky season outside. It's the best with this like nice, crisp, crisp fall weather paired with sundowns. Uh, like playlist of awesome music and everything that is going on there. It is like awesome. Thank you. That and and this sounds like an ad, but it's really not. Nick really does listen to this. <laughs> He's such an awesome supporter and and so sweet, and he really does have it playing all the time. Well, it's so easy. It's a great product, and Thank like, you. like like I, I think I said, it pairs so well with this time, like all all year round, but this time of the year specifically. Oh, it's it, made for this time of the year. It's made for it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, thank you. So if you're interested check it in that, out. check it out. It's sundown966.com, and you can download our app for free. Otherwise, I don't think we have much else to report on because we've got a jam-packed episode. Jam-packed. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that I have any more updates. What do you say we jump in the episode? Let's do it. It's time for the listener story. This week's listener story comes from an anonymous source who wanted to talk about the Las Vegas meteor. I'm putting that in quotes from this past June. We've talked about the story several times on this podcast because it seems that it was a big headline story and then it disappeared overnight. And I personally feel like maybe there's more to it. Uh, This listener seems to think there's also more to it, but... If you don't know about the story, what happened was a meteor, they say, um, a big green ball of light fell from the sky in Nevada, 
and it was caught on police body cam, it was caught on ring cameras, it was caught on all different people's surveillance cameras and stuff like that. So it really happened. This green fireball fell from the sky. Then a family called 911 about there being some sort of beings in their backyard. Uh, The story was quickly dismissed. The people were quickly dismissed like that, that you've, you heard in the beginning clip that maybe there was something in their yard, but it wasn't creatures or something. There was really never an official like statement on this. Um, so what this listener has to say, I find it to be very interesting and I hope you guys enjoy. Hey Caitlin. So I have a pretty interesting story from you. Uh, this comes from my best friend who actually is a Las Vegas police officer. Um, and there was that big situation in the news that a bunch of people saw, um, you know, a big green light in the sky or, or a couple of lights in Vegas. Um, so this is related to that. So I just kind of wanted to give you um, his recalling of the situation. So one night he goes out there on patrol like normal um, and a couple of them saw this big green light uh, zoom through the sky super fast and they were like questioning you know what what the heck was that so they proceed with the rest of their night and when they get back to the station they're they're talking to a couple of their other um, officers there and they said yeah you know we actually got these this call um, from the, from this guy and then he was saying that that he was seeing these people in his backyard and one of them was in the trailer um, and they appeared to be green in color and between seven and nine feet tall and he was like I don't know what else to really think about other than maybe some sort of extraterrestrial but there's a couple of them here and I keep seeing them running through my backyard and stuff so um, it was kind of odd so they wound up going to their supervisor who would definitely have some more information about it and when they asked him about it like hey hey what do you, you know what what's going on like there was some really weird calls and some weird reports going coming in and um and he was just kind of kind of brushing them off he said um and he said you know i don't, I don't really know what you guys are talking about but you know i'm sure it was nothing crazy and so they kept badgering him like come on man like you know you know you definitely know what's going on here like there's no way that you don't know what we're talking about and he goes oh you mean the meteor uh yeah that was just like a big meteor that passed by um but the area is secure and um you know there's really nothing to worry about and he just kind of walked away so you know a lot of speculation obviously but just a little odd that there was all these reports um and my my friends saw the big green light flash uh, go zooming past him and he you know definitely thinks that something was going on um, and uh, yeah so I thought that you would find that interesting when the night falls when the shadows become deep and black the silent pall of evil settles on the earth who dares to search who dares to see what walks in the night? If you dare, welcome to Sundown 96.67.
visit sundown966.com for more details and merch. <laughs> The very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse. And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say, since the moment pictures could move, yeah, skin in the game. It's a bad miracle. They got work for that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Last week's movie club pick was Nope from 2022. And I was so happy to rewatch this movie. I don't know, but what did you think, Nick? I was, me too. I feel like it was such a different experience from the initial time because I kind of knew things to look for. Yeah, so when I first watched this movie, Okay, first of all, it's no secret that I'm a huge Jordan Peele fan. He's the best. And I am obviously into the paranormal and UFOs. I also very much like Americana imagery and horses and animals and things like that. So I have a bias opinion because I'm very into this movie. (laughs) But when we first watched it, I gathered that the movie was a lot about animals and taming a wild thing and humans relationships with nature and or human yeah humans relationship with like nature and um and animals so with that in mind re-watching it it was like oh this is really about that exactly yes because there is a lot of like messages and imagery and like things that they say and stuff that really cues you into how much Jordan Peele is saying about people's relationships 
with wild animals and just animals in general. Yeah. He has this theme a lot in his films. Um, it's in Get Out with the trophy head on yes. the wall, mm-hmm. the deer head on the wall. Um, and I felt like his message in this movie was so beautiful and so well done because I think the subplot of the the monkey, so Gordy's house. Gordy's house, the show, yeah. Really is an outright expression of Jordan Peele's message, which is like they they use this monkey for a TV show. The monkey gets angry because he's a wild monkey. Right. He, and he ends up killing the cast. And uh, the only person who survives is the guy who runs the carnival. Yeah. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Or the circus or whatever. And um, the monkey ends up getting shot and killed because he attacked the people. And... <laughs> That's the whole subplot of this movie, like side plot. And the guy who survived it as a child actor, mm-hmm. like, loves it. He, like, doesn't learn a lesson at all. He doesn't learn that this monkey was wild, that wild animals shouldn't be, like, treated that the way they are. Mm-hmm. And um, his whole cast gets killed, mm-hmm. and he still, the whole movie, mistreats animals. And I think that's, like, the big overarching message, message. of this movie. Right. Okay, I just looked it up. The character that I'm talking about is Jupe. Right. So Jupe is the guy who runs the... Carnival, circus, whatever it whatever. is. Whatever. And he also tries to make the alien, like, a sideshow attraction. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just the way Jordan Peele interweaves like a sci-fi plot and modern fears in this like surreal otherworldly idea with real problems and real human behavior and real animals is so well done because he also brings in the way the horses are treated as show horses and so it's very real it's very tangible but then you have the treatment of this alien creature yeah which is sad. It's just the way that this guy uses it as a sideshow attraction. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's like killing people. So again, it, it comes back to the Jupe not having any, any regard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And not learning any lesson from Gordy, kill, the monkey killing people. Mm-hmm. And he's still exploiting these animals and people and audiences mm-hmm. for a monetary gain, for, yeah, for greed. Um, greed, for notoriety of some sort. And just a note on the alien itself. Please. Because <laughs> I just love this. I think it's so, and I'm one to say this, I, I have so many traditional UFOs in my art, but it's the flying saucer image is definitely overdone. And it's overdone in the way, like, I think it could be very realistic, and it's based on eyewitness accounts, and it's, you know, the imagery that we know and have but the the idea of alien creatures of crafts of things visiting us could be limitless we've talked about this right. we talked about it with arrival yep. specifically because mm-hmm. that movie does this so well but and if you haven't seen that movie highly recommend side note highly recommend. yeah so the idea that jordan peele goes and creates a totally different ufo and the UFO is the alien, which is brilliant. Brilliant. Um, is 
beautiful. Now, I know that people had issues. A lot of people, just because I'm tuned up and tuned into the (laughs) UFO community, a lot of people had different opinions about this UFO and this creature. But I think, like, when it comes to imagination and what could be out there, the sky is the limit. And he really create it's actually like a beautiful render of a creature too it really is it doesn't like really initiate a sense of fear Mm-mm. it's like you said it's it's kind of beautiful mm-hmm. and i think maybe that's intentionally done too because it's like a tie to the horse the, the horses are so beautiful and just yeah. animals in general um so i just you know his execution of this plot and the messaging of it while still being a fun sci-fi movie is out of this world. Yes. No pun intended. <laughs> and, I see what he did there. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that's how I feel about it, at least. What I, you think? I feel like I'm just like your hype man, just saying yes and yeah <laughs> and everything, but you're saying all of my thoughts so clearly and so much better than I could. I really don't have much to add or tag on to that. I just thought it was... A super smart, beautiful film, mm-hmm. and I was very excited to rewatch it. And I kind of want to watch it like again soon. It's like one of those films. It's yeah. like I feel like every time you watch a film like this, you'll get something different out of it. Mm-hmm. Especially once you kind of know what you're looking for, mm-hmm. like we said earlier. Uh, so I, it was a this was a great pick. I know online. A lot of people had a lot to say whenever... I posted about it, yeah. yeah. So this was Movie Club Pick, and I posted about it, and a lot of you commented, messaged messages. me, yeah. and were like, honestly, the overwhelming majority was that you guys love this movie, and um, I couldn't agree more. And one of the best things to do in a horror movie, or a great writer, or great visual artists or whatever Jordan Peele is and the people that made this movie is now I look at clouds so differently. (laughs) And so to leave a a a viewer with the idea like walking out of the theater like, ooh, like what a a legend. Yeah, I mean if you're able to do that to make people think of a mundane average thing so differently and even be afraid of them, then you've knocked it out of the park. You crushed it. He crushed it. Yeah. So uh the colors of the film the whole aesthetic, uh, it's not like, it's a well-paced film. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love it. Uh, you know, not every movie is for everyone, just like we say. So if yeah. you didn't like it, there's that's totally cool too. <laughs> yeah. This week's movie club pick is The Last Voyage of the Demeter from 2023. It's a totally new movie. It's a vampire movie. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Yeah, and we've never seen it. I've never seen it. I don't know how it's going to be. It has really great viewer reviews, which I always think is more important than critics. Could not agree more. And the trailer is out of this world. It is epic. Like, kind of scary. So, (laughs) watch The Last Voyage of the Demeter before next week's new episode. This week's scary story is the story of the Hellfire Clubs in the Hellfire Caves. The Hellfire Club was named for several exclusive clubs for high society rakes established in Britain and Ireland in the 18th century. 
The name most commonly refers to Francis Dashwood's Order of the Friars of St. Francis of Wycombe. Such clubs, rumor had it, served as the meeting places of the persons of quality who wished to take part in what were socially perceived as immoral acts, and the members were often involved in politics. Neither the activities nor membership of the clubs are easy to ascertain. The clubs allegedly had distant ties to the elite society known only as the Order of the Second Circle. This is super cool. I feel like to compare it to more modern times would be kind of like maybe the idea of super celebrities and the Illuminati, maybe? Yeah, totally. Like secret societies. Right. Um, I don't know if the Illuminati is known for immoral things. Right. I don't. I mean, I don't know what secret societies do behind closed doors. <laughs> I'm not the one. But it definitely... So the Hellfire Clubs um, definitely have more of a vibe of like doing... Not nefarious things, but... Sort of. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so their motto is... Do what thou wilt. So, basically, their whole thing is, do whatever you want. Like, nothing governs us, and uh, if you want to do bad things... This is the place wow, to do it. Wow, that's like the original YOLO, you know. Yeah. Oh, and this is not to be confused with the Hellfire Club from the Sh- Stranger Things. Oh, right, right, So, right. I don't know if they named that club in the show after these clubs. I would assume so. But regardless, um, this is a real-life club. These are real-life clubs that existed. Yes. So, now we're going to get into the Hellfire Caves, which is so much weirder. <laughs> It just takes the Hellfire Clubs and brings it to, like, a thousand. Okay. So the Hellfire Caves are a network of man-made chalk and flint caverns, which extend 260 meters underground in southeast England. Now, just so you know, these caves are directly under a church, and this is intentional. Mm Mm-hmm. They were excavated between 1748 and 1752 for Francis Dashwood, co-founder of the Hellfire Club, whose meetings were held in the caves. The caves have been operating as a tourist attraction since 1863. So Sir Francis Dashwood founded the Hellfire Club, and he builds these caves way underground under a church. And there's a whole list of very important political people and people in general from the time who are part of this club, including he was not a member, but he did visit very frequently these caves was Benjamin Franklin. Whoa. <laughs> Which is so crazy. So he was there a lot. Now, when I get into what they did in these caves, uh, it's kind of even more like, wow, that's interesting that Benjamin Franklin was there a lot. And the caves were built under this church to represent hell itself. So it'd be kind of heaven up up top in the church and then hell down in the caves. Right, way under the church. And there are different chambers and like sections within this cave system. Mm -hmm. So as you walk back, there's like these different ceremony rooms that exist. And if you look at a map, and I'm going to pull it up, the last stop in these caves, so you walk way back into them, is the inner temple. In order to get, and that's where they did most of their ceremonies, Mm -hmm. in order to get to the inner temple, you have to cross the river Styx. And there's literally water underground there. And you have to go over this little bridge. And the river Styx 
symbolizes it well in greek mythology it represents the passing from the mortal world to hades whoa so that's greek mythology the river Styx um separates the mortal <laughs> the mortal world and hades so it's from and to get to the inner temple in the hellfire caves you have to cross the river Styx. that's what they named it wow. so basically the inner temple represents hades it represents hell it's a passage to hell right and that's where they had their ceremonies wow meetings in the caves of the hellfire club occurred twice a month many rumors of black magic satanic rituals and orgies were in circulation during the life of the club according to horace walpole politician and father of gothic fiction members of the hellfire club practice a pagan belief system dedicating themselves to venus and bacchus i don't know if i'm saying that right the goddess and god of sex love and excess records indicate that the members performed obscene parodies of religious rites according to one source by the early 1760s the club was no longer active a local legend claims that the caves are haunted by Suki, a young maid who was accidentally killed by people playing a practical joke on her. Others claim that the ghost of Paul Whitehead, the former steward of the Hellfire Club, has been seen in the caves. It's it's so crazy because they would also invite like prostitutes supposedly down to these caves and they would call like women who were doing things like that nuns and like really like make fun of religious things uh that was supposedly sort of their thing um all beneath the church all beneath the church and so and they had these orgies and stuff so the idea that ben franklin was hanging out there is i think he had like a lot of kids i want to say like 20 kids i was i I thought it was around that number Yeah. yeah so i mean i guess it's not maybe surprising but um this is just very secret society very like rich guy vibes too you know we've we've talked about that club what is it called it's a place that still exists where there are a lot of american famous men who go hang on i'm gonna look it up Bohemian Grove, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, that's super famous. That has other super notable people, like a lot of past presidents. Yeah, like Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, who go to this place, and they conduct rituals, still to this day, Mm -hmm. it exists, and they have rituals around like a giant owl that they burn, like wooden owl. Uh, This is a real thing. So So, this very much reminds me of something like that, only in the 1700s, and much more... Some people say they worship Satan, like right. much more, much darker. Yeah. Um, Makes me think it was, it was really bad because they had a, a period of performance, if you will, for about 10 years where they were active in the caves. Mm-hmm. And that was about 250 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that had to be some bad stuff to still have such notable history oh, yeah, to this yeah, day. Yeah. So people visit a lot. They go to these caves. I mean, to build a whole cave system around this is sort of, you got to be really into it. You got to be invested. Um, if you look up the maps, I'll post it on our Instagram at the cult class podcast. But if you look up the maps of this caves, cave system, it's intricate and kind of crazy. And then look up photos of it. Cause if you think it 
it, the sounds is crazy. It looks so creepy. And think about the time period. They were just walking through these caves with torches. Torches, yeah. There's yeah. no lights or anything around that time. So that is the Hellfire Caves. Wild. I thought it was just an interesting story. It kind of is spooky, kind of gets us in the mood for the yeah, fall. Definitely. And uh, there are supposed hauntings there. I don't know. I always think, you know, I'm interested in cults too, so secret societies aren't far from that. Nope. Um, it's an interesting deep dive. If you want to learn more, there's a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, so definitely look those up. Tons of stuff online. Yeah. Tons of stuff online. But otherwise, uh, be sure to watch The Last Voyage of the Demeter from 2023 before next week's new episode. Absolutely. And if you or someone you know have an interesting story that you'd like to submit to us for a chance to be played on the air, please send it in a voice memo to the cult class podcast at gmail. Yes. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. This has been a Sunday 96.6 FM production.